Okay, good evening everyone. Shalom Aleichem. We continue the Igaris Hagra. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, the Shiurim are now available on podcast tonight, 8.30. Mom, is an amazing Shiur. Uh, everybody is cordially invited to join us tonight at 8.30. Tomorrow, uh, 11 o'clock is a Shiur for Hakel Flatbush. It's going to be recorded probably just on podcast and then maybe tour anytime later. And then 2.30, if you haven't signed up yet for the Shimru project, it is on the uh, email. You could sign up for the Mar Mekoymais. By the way, if you want to get the emails, you could go to the new website, rabbidg.com, and uh, subscribe to the emails. Okay, so now we're talking about the Diburim. The Gras said, everything a person has to give an accounting for, for every single word, even a light word, is not lost. And the Gras categorized that the most severe Aver of all the Averis in the Torah is just idle chatter. Not not necessarily Bito Torah. I mean, the idle chatter is uh, a situation where obviously one is not learning during the course of the idle conversation, but... We're going to be uh, learning from the Gra, and this is maybe one of the main themes of the Garis Hagra, and it's something that we don't really give that much thought to. Everybody knows, okay, you can't speak Lashon Hara, and you can't speak by davening, and you can't speak um, improperly in a shul, but we don't really give that much thought when you're at a wedding and nothing's going on, and you, one one tends to think that speaking is free reign. You could just talk, even if as long as there's nothing bad. And what we're going to learn from the Gra is that you have to have a purpose in what you say. If what you say does not have a purpose, then that's something a person has to consider. In fact, the Gra writes on the Pasa, Kol Amal Adam Lapiu, all of man's toil is for his mouth. Amru Chachamenu Zachorinim Levracha, our sages teach us, Shekol Mitzvoisav Visayroisav Shal Adam Enoi Maspik Lamasha Moitzimi Piv. All of one's good deeds, all of one's Torah, have a difficult time overcoming the words that he says. Now, this is something that Rav Goldberg uh, takes issue with. What does it mean that all of one's mitzvahs and Torah will not suffice for the words that one says? So he quotes the Medrash, that the Medrash brings Rav Shmuel Bar Ami, that one, when a person gathers mitzvahs amas and toivim, it will not suffice to overcome the empty words that a person utters. Rabbi David Luria on his parish on the Medrash says that because speaking is a great principle, is, is, because speech is the fundamental difference between man and animal, therefore, all of one's good deeds will not be able to overcome the chet of Lashon, because think about it. What renders us a Adam more than a behemoth is the faculty of speech. So if we're going to use it improperly, we cannot really overcome that. But if Goldberg wants to know, well, according to the Groz Gersa, not only can our, impro- our empty words not overcome our good deeds, but it sounds like they can't even overcome the words of Tyra that we learn. Now, why would improper speech uh, have a hard time overcoming one's Torah learning? And Rav Goldberg explains that, based on a principle that we once spoke about, that if somebody speaks Lashon Hara, they can be jeopardizing the words of Torah that they learned. In other words, there's a concept, Baruch Nechavis 
that if somebody speaks Lashon Hara about another, then one can actually lose their Torah learning and gift it to the one that they spoke about. So in that situation, one's, um, go, one's Torah even cannot overcome the improper words that he spoke. Now, it, to me, it seems like the, the Gra is not just referring to Lashon Hara, it's referring even to Dvarim Betelem. To me, it seems like the Gra is saying that if a person allows his mouth just to emit everything that's on their mind, I mean, everybody knows people, and you hear them talk, and you say, you know, they have no filter, not just because they're speaking Lashon Hara, not just because they're, they just don't have the sense that did not need to be said. Why does anybody need to hear that, know that? You know, it wasn't necessary. So it seems like the Gra is saying further that a person is very much categorized and uh, identified by the way they use their Kai Chadima. Then the Gra brings, What should a person's profession be in this world? In other words, what should your job be in this world? They ask, what do you do for a living? I'm an accountant, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm an electrician, I'm a rabbi, I'm a plumber. What do you do for a living? The Gemara says that in this world you should have one profession. Learn the art of keeping your mouth closed. Yasim atzmaikilim. Make yourself as if you're silent. Because by human nature, people speak without cheshbain. And it requires great proficiency and skill to learn how to close your mouth. Seal your lips like two millstones, very tightly. You know, millstones, their mom is brushing up against each other, otherwise there's no friction. So use your lips. In other words, if your lips are a little bit open, you could still make a sound. But when your lips are sealed shut, then nobody hears from you. That's the best, that's the best way to be, without any sound. Um... V'chol kaf and the whole kaf Now, kaf is a Kabbalistic term referring to after a person passes on, there is a oinesh, there's a punishment which is called a slingshot, where they put the soul in the slingshot and they shoot you from one end of the world to the other. So what that is exactly, um, you know, that's beyond the scope of this uh, shir. But kol kaf the whole punishment system of being slung like a slingshot, is behevel piv shel dvarim betelem is for empty chatter of nonsense. V'al kol dibor hevel for each word of empty word tsarach lehiskalea you need to be um, slung misayfa olam v'yad soyfay from one end of the world to the other. Who says this? That comes from the Zayar Hakadosh. The Zayar says now it doesn't mean person will be, but it means that I you know conceptually that. That's what a person deserves. Meaning a person should give such attentiveness to every word that they say that um, each word is considered uh, something that they should cheshbon. So I have this uh, painting that used to be in my parents' house. I think I mentioned it yesterday. So we have over here Shtika, which is the third one of Rabbi Salanter's Midas. We once spoke about it. I think we spoke about it on July 4th. Right? The last legal house. Shtika. Yachshav is Hatayelashav Advarav Kaidem Sheidaber. Rab Nassan, you had a, you had a list, right? You had a, you had a, um, a chart. So the third one, think about the value of your words before you omit it. Now, 
says the Igaris Hagra, V'cholze b'dvarim yeseirim. Everything I spoke at until now is talking about extra words. Ah, oh, but usher words. Oy va'avai, va'avai. That we'll talk about, Emer Hashem, Monday. But the, everything we're learning today is talking about extra words. Dvarim yeseirim. So I want to share with you uh, the Rambam. The Rambam in Perkei Avos, in the Parish HaMishnayis, Mish, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Yudzayin. The Rambam is going on the Mishnah, Shimon Benoi says, My whole life I grew up among the Chachamim and I never found anything better for the body than Shasika. So the Rambam said, categorizes all speech into five categories. Number one, Dibur, which is a mitzvah. Like Talmud Torah. Number two, that which is Asr, Lashon Hara, Rechila, Shekar, Nivol Peh. In other words, there are two things. There, there are two types of speech that there's nothing to discuss. When it comes to Talmud Torah, speak, 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 speak. There's no limit. There's no cap. Although the Gemara does say that you should teach your Talmudim B'Darach Kitsara. Teach it in a concise way. But that's just for clarity's sake. You know, sometimes you hear somebody and they're wordy. You know, they said a lot of words, but they didn't offer a lot of content. But that doesn't mean there should be a cap. In other words, there's no, when it comes to Talmud Torah, there's no limitation. Then, Lashon Hara, Rechila Shekar, Avada, it's Aser. Mamish Aser. Then the Rambam has something called Maos, disgusting speech. What's disgusting speech? It has no Toyalas. Just, you know, uh, shooting the breeze. What did Pliny do? What did this king do? What did this president do? Did he concede? Did he not concede? When is the election ratified? Is it not ratified? Was it, was it, um, did he cheat? Did they not cheat? The answer is they cheated. Obviously they cheated. But what are you going to do about it? It's not worth talking about. But to talk about, um, Stam, Sicha Betela. Sicha Betela is just stories about things that happened. And the Rambam says people of, of uh, good standing try to avoid speaking about it. And the Rambam says Rav, the student of Rav Chia, never spoke a Sicha Betela his whole life. Then there's a fourth category, Dvarim that are not mitzvah. But it's beloved. For example, to talk about sages, chachamim, to speak about their good qualities. It's not an outright mitzvah, but it's something which is beloved. And then, then there's something called dvarim mutarim, to speak about your body. You need to get food, you need to get drink, you need to make money. So that's not beloved, it's not disgusting, it's, uh, it's permitted. What is disgusting? What is disgusting is just, you know, yentarai, uh, just chatter, just speaking about things that are not necessary. Now, about the fifth chilek, which is dvarim hamutarim, meaning parnasa, bodily needs, that is the fifth chilek, which Rav Shem Gamliel said, that um, there's nothing better for your body than silence. In other words, when it comes to dvarim ha'usim, just shooting the breeze, we know already, it's mos, it's not needed to say to limit that. We're talking about even things that need to be spoken about, but even those things, it's better to limit. In fact, the Rambam writes in Hilchos Deos, Parak Beis Halacha Dalid, Adam B'Shtika. 
I remember Rabbi Victor Miller's Echad Levracha would uh, speak about this Ramam. A person should always increase silence. We view silence as shev, as a like the absence of doing something wrong, but the Rambam is viewing silence as a positive achievement. In other words, when you look back at the day and you say, you know, so you know, what did I do today? Oh, I produced a lot of silence. You know, I we don't think of it that way. But the Rambam saying Lo'ilam Yarba Adam Now Now I wanna say over another Zach. Why would there be a problem in speaking Dvarm Batalam? Even if it's not Dvarm Hasurim. So there's Gemara Sanhedrin Dat Sali Gimalvez, Khananya Mishan Azarya when they would stand before the king, they would force themselves not to laugh and not to talk. Rashi says they would not speak Dvaram Batalam. So we see from here that there's a concept that when you're in the presence of a great person, you don't open your mouth. In other words, uh, if you ever had Zuchus to be standing in front of a great God of Israel, or even an important person... Many people, I don't say everybody or even most, but many people have the good sense that in their company you don't open your mouth. It's not your place. You know, who are you to open your mouth in the presence of such a great person? So, says Rav Goldberg, if you don't open your mouth in front of a, mel- a Melech Basar Adam, if you recognize you're in the presence of the Melech Machei Amlachim, that will limit your speech. In fact, I, I would like to suggest that that's uh, it's a Beferish Pasuk in Koheles. I remember if Miller quoted this. Ata Elikim Hashamayim, God is in heaven. Ba'ata Ba'aretz, you're on earth. Alkein Yudvarecha Ma'atim, therefore you should speak little. I mean, if you realize God is watching you, that will uh, curb the amount of speech that uh, you put in. And Bezos Hashem, next time we're going to declare the following Chakira. In the Sefer Toldos Adam of Rabbi Shlomazalman of Volazhin. He says over from his brother, Reb Chaim Velazhenar, Reb Chaim had the following Chakira. We know the Gemara in Yuma says, Yotesam Abeis, Vedibar Tabam, you should speak in Torah, and not Dvarim Betelem. Is the reason you shouldn't speak Dvarim Betelem because it's Bittol Torah? Or even if you're in a place where <coughs> you're not allowed to learn, like in the Mikvah, you still shouldn't speak a lot. I mean, why shouldn't you speak Dvarim Betelem? Is it so you don't because it's Bittal Torah, or is it because it's um, it's inherently wrong? Now, according to what we just said, it's it's because there's an awareness here in the presence of Hashem. L'chayr has nothing to do with Bittal Torah. We will uh, discuss that further, Ritz Hashem, next Monday. Tomorrow, 2.30 is Shimru, Maleches Zoireya. You could sign up, get the Maramakoimais. Wishing everyone a great day. That's on the regular Zoom, yes. Yes, yes. So wait, are we allowed to talk about the pirates, the stealers, the penguins? Is that for Matela? I know the Mets for sure. What about the pirates, the stealers, and the penguins? If they yes. win, if they win, it's a completely different Indian. Then that's a different okay, discussion. Only if they win. But Bar Hashem, uh... Well, you might have a... Bar Hashem. All right, everyone. Have a good one.